Manchester City have done it for the season, but FPL rumbles on. It's the 93rd edition of Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Okay, coming to you once again on the 17th of April 2018, we just witness Spurs bottle it again by drawing against Brighton. Kane with a earned goal this time. And we're just at, well, I suppose we're smack bang in the middle of the double game week at the moment. Heading into a game week where we're predicting a lot of free hitting. So first of all, helping us discuss this, welcoming back the Iceman. Thank you very much, Billy. Welcome back to yourself too. Thank you. Lovely to be back again, even though there's no chance I ever wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but yes, how, how have you been getting on so far, Iceman, this game week? Uh, pretty ropey, really. I actually free hit this week. Before this game tonight, I was only on 30 points. And if I just left my team as it was and Captain Salah, I would have been on 66. So I'm hurting at the moment. I've got a load of players left to play, but, um, yeah, no, not good. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more in a minute, but also helping us uh, negotiate the muddy waters of a smaller game week and then another double and a couple. We've got a guest, and we're very, very happy to have him. So you may know him as Inferno Six. We've got Richard Kenny joining us. Hi, hi guys. Thanks for having me on this show. I'm really honoured to be here because you you've had great guests on here, and I'm glad to follow in their footsteps. Well, I've been well, trying, to, trying to get you on for ages, Richard, and you keep on being busy and <laughs> working and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, work and life gets in the way of FPL. I need to sort my priorities yeah, out, you I think. Do. Yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, the Iceman's Cheers. requirements The Iceman's requirements uh, for you not to have a job to come on here. So a uh, future guest, bear that in mind. <laughs> Richard, um, tell us a bit about kind of your involvement with FPL and the blog that you run. Um, well, I've, I've been in playing FPL for eight seasons now. And um, I started in 2010-11 when my brother introduced me to the, the official game. Before that, I was used to play the... The ones in the papers, you know, you play it for a few months and then lose interest. But um, ever since two th- that, when I was introduced to the official game, I improved my rank each season up until 2014-15 when I had my highest finish of 5,934. Um, since then, I've dropped back a little bit. But, but I think what the interesting thing there was that the last season before they introduced all the chips. So I don't know whether that's uh, affected my performance in the game. Before tonight, was on 209k, but things have improved slightly because um, I came as captain, which I believe he scored, ah. so I'm uh, quite happy with that. Uh, the blog that I've uh, been uh, writing for a while, well, about two seasons now, I, th- I thought I'd uh, start writing about my team and my decisions each week and share it with others. I suppose primarily it was trying to help me to uh, make best decisions to, so I could look back and see where I've gone wrong or where I've made good decisions and what's um, been the reasons for those good decisions. So I do like to, at the end of the season, review all my uh, all the weeks that, and uh, so that I can take um, corrective actions into the following seasons. So you can kind of learn from, from what you've done and, and what you're going to do next yeah. season as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excellent. Well, the blog is, is a really detailed blog, really is excellent um, sort of looking at it on there. So it's inferno6.wordpress.com. Yeah, yeah it's inferno6 and it's the word6. .wordpress.com, yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, Richard, it's great to have you on board with the pod team this week. So if, I guess you've both sort of touched on how your teams are getting on. I am doing reasonably well. I'm, I'm scoring more than the Iceman, but I actually think he's going to do much better out of the second double game week. Um, 
at the moment I'm on 56 points. The highlight of my game week has been Gross just scoring that goal, and it's looking like he's going to pinch the bonus of Harry Kane. So if that's the case, I'll be very, very happy with that one. Um, we're not going to go through the mini league tonight just because it's mid game week. So that won't have updated to its truest uh, potential just yet. And um, one thing we do want to put out to, to a lot of you, some of you have already put us forward for this, but we've got the football blogging awards coming up and a few people have uh, nominated us for best podcast. So if you would like to do that, I need to tell you how you can go about doing it. Again, we will put the link up on Twitter afterwards and in the description here. But if you go to www footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash about forward slash um, vote hyphen now hyphen football hyphen blogging hyphen awards forward slash (laughs) no one's going to remember that but it'll take you to the uh, page where you can nominate us for best podcast all you've got to do is either copy and paste in our website which I'll mention at the end of the pod but more easily our Twitter handle at ff underscore surgery. Just just go to our Twitter. The links there is at ff underscore surgery. It's much easier. We've uh, we've got it saved as a pin tweet. So if you've ever listened to us or ever learned anything from this or find this at all helpful, just a small tad bit of help on your side would be great. Just to add us in there, it'd be nice to be uh, nominated and see where we get with it. So thanks if you do. Yeah, thank you very much for your ongoing support as per usual. Right, so we've got a smaller game week to talk about. Six fixtures coming up after the doubles. The big theme, Iceman, I think, is going to be the concept of the free hit this week. That's correct. There's going to be a lot of people playing that. I'm I'm not myself, but uh, it's mainly focusing on more or less just the best players to have for this week. We're not going to talk about many of the other teams regarding the other game week, but we have mentioned them a few times before. So we're kind of hoping that you've kind of just preparing for this particular week alone. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, um, the state of play. I'm certainly using my free hits this week. And I think just to, to preempt this, just to, to keep in mind, we've got this free hit week. For those of you who aren't free hitting, you'll be wanting to keep in mind the double game week in 37. And it might just be helpful, I man, if I could list the teams that are playing in the smaller game week and who also have a double game week as well. Would that be useful? Yeah, 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 exactly. So we've got, uh, we've got Arsenal playing West Ham at home in the single game week. And then in game week 37, they have Burnley at home and Leicester away. We've got City, who've got Swansea at home this game week, smaller one, and then Huddersfield at home and Brighton Hove Albion at home. So three great fixtures, if we can trust them. We'll get to that. Newcastle have Everton away, and then in the double game week, they've got Watford away and Tottenham away. We've got Swansea, I've just mentioned against City, but also have Bournemouth away and then Saints at home. And we've got West Ham, of course, are playing Arsenal, but then Leicester away Man United at home. So those are the teams you might be wanting to focus on if you don't have that wild card or uh, free hit left. The the other teams which just to quickly mention which have got another double game week in game week thirty seven are Brighton, Chelsea, Leicester, Man United and Tottenham. So yeah, just if you've got those players, just keep that in mind as well if you're not free hitting this week. Tricky, tricky time in the season. Richard, are you, are you going to be um, free hitting this week? Yeah, I played the free hit this week. Yeah, and um, bench boost um, just gone. In. Yeah, excellent. Okay, well let's uh, let's get into who we're going to pick then, chaps. So we'll kick off with our first fixture. Bearing in mind we've got to get this double out of the way over the next week, but Saturday, twenty first of April, is when we're looking at the twelve thirty kickoff. 
We have West Brom, who showed uh, some signs of resurgence over the weekend, uh, much to our surprise, beating Manchester United 1-0. Where that result came from, I've no idea. Playing against a Liverpool side who may have Champions League and keeping players fit in mind. So, Richard, as guests, let me come to you first. Who do you like in this fixture? Yeah, this looks to be a good fixture for Liverpool. I think it's the second best fixture of the game week. And I've, in my free hit team, I'll focus on the, having three Liverpool players. I'm going to avoid West Brom because I don't think they have turned a corner. I think that was the game against United could have just been a one-off. The Liverpool players that I've got on my team are Mane, Salah and uh, Van Dijk. Salah is the obvious one. He's the best player in the game. Mane, because I think he... It may be less of a risk of rotation compared with uh, Firmino, who was rotated before the last Champions League game. And also uh, Van Dijk, again, he's at less risk of rotation compared with the likes of Robertson. So they're the three players that I've gone for at the moment. The only thing is with, with Mane, he does get taken off quite a lot there, doesn't he? Towards the end of the game, he's always that 60-minute type man. <clears throat> but with the whole Liverpool team, it's it's tricky whoever you choose. And I think we do need to wait. I mean, like Anfield Express, we said it last week. I think we said it the week before. They're on Twitter, Anfield Express. Look them up. They seem to be divulging the actual Liverpool team before the game, the day before. So I'm looking forward to what they're going to put because uh, that depends on who I keep because at the moment I've got Van Dijk, Salah and Firmino and as uh, you know I'm not free hitting this week so depending on who they put I'm depending on who I'm going to keep because I've got the the three men which you're kind of hoping to nail on to start but this is this game is only three days before their Champions League semi-final against Roma and that's going to be one of the biggest games that they're going to play this season and you know what Klopp was like last season with the Europa League he rotated everything and it really pissed FPL managers off and a lot of people had a lot of Liverpool players which just weren't playing just because they were rotated and rested and it is a bit worrying I mean, like with Mane, I suppose it's a good thing that he does get taken off because it probably, like like you say, might heighten his chance of actually starting the game, but he does get taken off nearly every game. I do think Salah still wants to go for this golden boot, so I, I do think he'll play. But I, I suppose it's all going to come down to what Anfield Express say at the weekend. I, can I just come in here? I think... Um... Again, this this is uh, for the sake of getting game time, and it is a little bit punty for people who are a bit further down. But again, I think there's game time over the next few weeks for the likes of Solanke, Ings and Clavin. Mm. Just because if you look at that fixture against Roma, it's three days later. I don't believe Klopp's going to field a completely weakened side, but I think there's real limitations on game time, like you say, for your Salas and your Manes. With Chan injured, I, I can only see the midfield for Liverpool being Henderson, Wijnaldum and Chamberlain. Uh, Lallana's still out. So obviously you've got Milner in, in the mix as well. So you might see one of those getting a little bit more game time than others. But I think you, if you want a Liverpool player playing for 90 minutes, I look at the Everton game where Solanke, Ings and Clavin all got 90 minutes. And I think one of those at least will be seeing all the game time. Yeah, I think you're right. Ings and Slanky, I reckon they might start. That's why I'm a bit worried about owning Firmino. Um, also, Lovren, I think he got a knock in the last game. So he'll be assessed for uh, this trip. And I don't know if uh, Clavin might be a likely starter there. Also, you've got Klein and Moreno that might play. 
So it's just, it's all ifs, ifs and buts at the moment. Let's just wait to see what happens, see what Anfield Express says. I think that that is key to this because people could be structuring their free hit teams. And by the way, guys, if you haven't hit activate on your free hit teams, just, just do it. You are able to do it now. It's like a little mini wild card you just get for this week. So you can play around with it as much as you want. Obviously, the price risers do come into hand as in like if someone goes up, then that's the price that you'll have to pay for him. So activate it now. It's just that I think that at the end of the week, if the lineups come out and they're not as we want them to be, I think that a lot of free hit teams will just completely get reshaped. So I wouldn't necessarily commit to your free hit team now. Yeah, so um, definitely the, the uh, European fixtures are making this very interesting yeah. Um this game. So I, Liverpool. I, I wouldn't necessarily, um, sorry, just to come back on this one just before we move on. I wouldn't necessarily write off West Brom though. I do think there's a few options there in, in a way. I mean, like Phillips, J Rod getting forward, uh, Rodriguez, he seems to be right up there on the stats as well. Rondon, guess who's highest for shots on target in the last four with seven? It's Rondon. And then Rondon is then followed by Rodriguez, who's on five. So also Rondon's fourth for penalty area touches in the last four behind Salah, Sterling and Firmino. So, yeah, it shows that they are trying. They are putting something together. They've got a draw and a win in their last two. I know you say that they might not have turned a corner, Richard, which... Yeah, you know, they might may not have, but their defending has improved. They are right mid table for uh shots conceded on target against within the last four as well. So they're not doing badly. I do think that maybe there might be a punt option here and with if Liverpool got their team rotated, I think Foster, he could be a great option. Yeah, Richard, do you have any thoughts on West Brom? Um just on on yeah, on the, on Liverpool and West Brom just about Marne, um he does have, he's had a reduced playing time, but he's been consistent even with that reduced playing time. Over the last seven game weeks, he scored seven, eight, seven, nine, six, three, and eight. Mm. So uh, that was something I was worried about. But once I saw that, I thought, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Marnie. But if Klopp does rotate, would he trust the likes of Solanke and Ings to return points? I think if, if he does rotate, I think it might be better going with the player who was at home, and that would be Rodriguez as, yeah. as a forward. Because you have home advantage. Exactly. If we find find out the lineups, then I think West Brom are going to open. Those options are going to open up for us. Yeah, yeah. And he is in form as well, Rodriguez. Because last four games he's got seven, two, eight, and nine. You know, so he's returning. Yeah, he's doing right. Out of the two, though, I think I'd go for Rondon though because. I, I right. somehow don't think that. I mean, if you saw Rodriguez's goal in the last game, it was from a corner. He just got into the box at the right time. I just think that Rondon's more likely to return. That's if um, Liverpool's lineup is a bit skew with. Yeah. So do, it does depend on Anfield index. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, chaps. So I think that's enough said on Liverpool and West Brom. Let's move on to Watford and Crystal Palace. Iceman. A um, little bit of resurgency. I say resurgency. Some. some Impressive performances by Wilf Zaha, we could say, for Palace recently. What are your thoughts on them in this fixture? Yeah, they, they're Zaha's their most important player, isn't he? I mean, like they, 
they didn't get any points when he wasn't playing in the team, and that was for like ten games. So it just shows what a player is to them with his uh, two goals at the weekend as well. I mean, as mentioned in the last pod, Palace they're playing well in attack at the moment, not so much in defence. Although Tompkins seems to be their their scoring king at the moment. He, he's also actually got four shots in the box in the last four game weeks as well. So it shows that he's showing that a little bit of an attacking threat. Wouldn't necessarily go for him though because I wouldn't trust their defence but yeah Zaha will probably be in everyone's free hit team if he's not he should be he's the furthest forward on heat maps for Palace uh, that's when Benteke is not playing up there whether or not Roy is going to stick to that and just play him and Townsend in the attacking too I don't know but I do think he'll start up there again because they just look better with that system and Benteke just can't hit a barn door at the moment so yeah I think that Zaha is definitely the one to go for here if I was uh, if I was placing a punt on one of the defenders though PVA he's joined second for shots on goal in the last four out of defenders so he might be a hopeful one maybe might grab a goal from him on against this Watford team who seem to be on the beach at the moment so not necessarily anyone there for Watford but my my punch out will probably be Hughes I, I really like him as a player and I think he's going to be decent for them next season I think he's a good provider for goals and also can score as well and he's just kind of come back after injury I think that he's got some potential to to get some points here as well I like it what about you Richard how do you see this fixture uh, in a way, I'm uh, avoiding this game to some extent because I think there are better fixtures in the game week. Although, um, with the exception of got Miljovic, um, that's how you say it, as my first um, sub on the bench, and they've also got Hennessy as a goalkeeper sub. Just what, what one player of uh, maybe of Watford's uh, might be worth a mention is Pereira. Um, yeah, game in the four games up to game week 33, he had seven shots in the box and five shots on target. He's only 5.8 million, so he could be worth a punt. Yeah, I agree with that one. I think that he's he look, he's looked pretty decent the game before last. It's just that Watford just don't seem to be trying that hard at the moment. Kiko Firmino was the one that, who I've got at the moment. He's playing out of position, um, kind of in the attacking three. It's whether or not he will play or not, though. Because uh, Richarlson actually took his place at 57 minutes, so his his game time is a little bit worrying for me. Whether or not I'll actually start him in in this week, uh, I'm not sure. Richarlison, who's that? Yeah, I know. He, he was one of these players that it was like we we're all punting to be the next Mares at that price, but yeah, never never was to be, was it? Uh, just just a quick one I'll add to this picture. I haven't got too many, but uh, Mariapa is very, very cheap, continues to get game time for Watford, so it could be an enabler in this uh, mini-game week if you're trying to fit in more of the big guns. You love that Mariapa, don't you? Is he your, like, like your cousin or something? Well, like Stanislas. Like Stanislas. I suppose he is his my brother. No, I, I remember, um, I think he's just a bit of a club legend, or, or rather he's certainly been a club loyalist. He's been there for a long time. I remember when they were in the Championship, he had uh, a lot of game time for them, so I just like... Uh, Bit of that and a player. I also like a cheap player as well, which he certainly is. He definitely is cheap. Right. So let, let's not try and force the issue uh, in this fixture. I think it might be best that we move on to the next one, which will, I think, tickle a lot of people's fancy. Although they balls it up at Newcastle, Arsenal take on the Arnautovic-inspired, for the most part of the season, West Ham, who drew with Stoke yesterday. Q, Carroll and Crouch take them to the World Cup as a Plan B bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. Richard, let me come to you for this one. So, slightly more perhaps encouraging set of teams here. Who, who do you like from this fixture? 
Yeah, with, with this fixture, I'm actually only looking at two players, and both in the team. Uh, one of the reasons you can, I don't think you can trust uh, Wenger with his rotation. So, of Arsenal, they've only got Aubameyang, not no midfielders and no defenders. And then from West Ham, the obvious, uh, Anatovic, who was in form, and uh, I think he could do well against a possibly rotated Arsenal defence. Yeah, I think Anatovic is definitely going to be the uh, the popular one against an Arsenal back four or three or whatever that's just absolutely frail at the moment. Iceman, how do you how do you fancy Arsenal's chances in this one? Yeah, I mean Wenger again, he made changes for the Newcastle trip, so you can't really rely on any of Arsenal's players whether they're going to play or not. They've also got the first leg at home to Atletico Madrid four days later, so I think that we'll rest a number of like key players in this game. Um, Alex Awobi, he may play, so he may be one of these gamble type players that you could go for. I just don't really like him as a player. He's a bit of a flappy hands, spaghetti arms even. Um, but Arsenal defence, they are, they are pretty shocking at the moment. Um, Mustafi, I found his a stat for you. Um, Roberto Firmino has actually made more tackles in the Premier League this year than the Squadron Mustafi. So that kind of shows you something about our defence. And also, another random stat I found is that Chambers has the most shots out of the defenders over the last four game weeks with eight. Whether or not he is going to score, I I highly doubt it because those shots weren't very decent at all, to be honest. I did saw him in the last game. He totally messed up a chance which he could have scored. But yeah, West Ham, um, Anatovic, he's definitely the one to go for here. I feel like he was going to be probably in a few teams. I think West Ham can score at Arsenal. I, I can't see us shutting them out. Obviously, they're, they're still going for something. They're in a mini relegation battle there, aren't they? So he's got 12 shots on goal in the last four with six on target. So, yeah, always going to be a good option him. It is going to be whether Carroll will start, though, because if Carroll does start, I feel like we might see Anatovic move back to more of a, like a support role alongside the likes of Lanzini. That will be a big question whether he's going to start. He's just come back and he did obviously uh, get that goal in the last game. But who else was looking at West Ham? Was Cresswell was the only other one which I kind of noted. Was um, He's second for attempts on goal in the last four with five. So he's second just behind Chambers there. So shows that he does get forward as well. Um, whether or not they'll keep a clean sheet. I do think it's all about Aubameyang. I think that everyone should kind of have him in their team. And I could probably see Arsenal scoring a few here. They're probably going to be a little bit hurt from what happened against Newcastle, where they don't seem to, to get any points away from home. But at home, we do play well. We don't necessarily keep clean sheets, but we'll just try to score more goals than the other teams. So... I would definitely go for a Bamiyang here. He is a captain option as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a nice shout. Uh, Bamiyang was really my shout. I do agree. I think it will be there'll be game time for him here. Um, given Wenger doesn't seem to trust him, you might also have a one-week punt on Kalasinac as well because Monreal appears to be the favoured left wing-back. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, actually, because I think that Monreal should probably be rested before this uh, Europa game. And it has been said uh, that I think officially announced somewhere I've seen it on some sort of Arsenal Instagram link or something that Arsenal are definitely concentrating on the Europa League I know it's an obvious thing to say but it's been announced by either the club or Wenger that that's definitely what we're doing Arsenal fan TV have announced it here <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay should we move on to Stoke Burnley chaps uh, yeah can do. 
Yeah, OK. So uh, another striker of England past Crouch coming up with the goods at the uh, the weekend. Looking at this fixture, what a job Sean Dyche has done for Burnley this season. Within a couple of points of Arsenal, very realistically, that could they could flip-flop places over the weekend, which is just shocking to think when you think how much each club has invested. Richard, how, how do you see this one faring? In this one, I favour the, the home team uh, from a defensive point of view. So as I've in my free hit, I've gone for uh, two stock defensive players in Butland, um, who's the number one goalkeeper, and Peters, who's the um, bench defender. He's only 4.7 million and he's played the last three games. So I've also got one Burnley defending long. <laughs> 4 million but he was in my team for a good part of the season but um, I didn't have him uh, this week when he scored his 10 points hmm. didn't see that one coming but he's, he's in my team that was good for 4 million so I can spend more money on, on the rest of the, the squad I think the uh, <coughs> Shakiri could be um, a cheaper alternative to uh, Naltovic because he, he is at home and is an easier fixture on paper than um, West Ham away to Arsenal so at 6.2 million he may be somebody to, to look at then again, also that the Burnley uh, forwards in Wood and Barnes, if the Liverpool team sheet comes out and it's Solanke and Ings that are playing, maybe these would be better options to bring in at the last minute. Because I think they could probably do better against probably Stoke and those, those Liverpool forwards against West Brom. Yeah, the thing is with, with Wood, he scored in his last game. He's also doing all right for shots on goal in the last four. He's, he's hit eight. He seems to be um, quite consistent, actually, Wood. I do like him. I was very close to bringing him in in my free hit team last week, but I actually chose Austin just because I thought Southampton were going for it. But I do see Wood as a very good option for this particular game week, <clears throat> especially because Stoke seem to be the worst at all the defending stats at the moment. Shots conceded on target, shots conceded on goal. They're right at the top on that one. The only thing is that Burnley are right at the bottom of uh, the efforts on goal that they've actually made. So whether or not that would come to many goals at all, I, I don't know. But I, I see Wood as a, as a good option this game week, yeah, especially with those stats. Yeah, he's done well in the Premier League, hasn't he, Wood? He's, um, he's adapted quite nicely. A big physical presence up front. His uh, strike returns have been quite reasonable for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, any others to shout out, Iceman? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Gudmundsson seems to be back and he does look pretty good at the moment. He was racking up the points before he actually got injured and yeah, he came back and I think, did he get an assist in the last game? I think he might have, actually. So I would see yep. him as, as again, another good option for your free hitters as well and another one of these uh, pump players. I do feel like with your free hit team, it's, it's going to be quite template most teams, really, but... I feel like there should be one or two players which you just completely take a punt on. I feel like Goodmanson may be one of those players which you should do. Obviously, you're not expecting like a double-digit haul because he, he's only scored one of them all season. But he can score, he can assist, so he, he loves a cross into the box. And with Wood in form, I can see some assisting to Wood from him. Yeah, nice. So, so- Bit of a differential there, like you say, there is a template developing here, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I also agree with the Shakiri shout. If there's anyone from Stoke that's going to get any points going forward, they need goals, and I think they'll look to him to to get things going. The only thing is, he's got Juif and Crouch to play ahead of him. A Juif four shots on target in the last four, maybe worth a an out the dark one, but uh, Crouch could get a start after scoring tonight. So, not really sure who's going to start up front there, but if I was going a, a Stoke attacker, I'd, I'd go Shakiri. Okay. Speaking of attacks, uh, we're coming on to Man City 
the champions who have uh, very much nothing left to play for now. It's job done for them. Taking on a Swansea side who do still have something to play for. Uh, Richard, let me come to you first for this one then. So do you think that the Pep will feel his strongest side until the end of the season or do you see a risk of rotation here? There is a risk of rotation, but I think some players may be more sure to start than others. For example, uh, I think the news that's come out today that Aguero will be having an operation. So I think Jesus looks assured of a start. So he's in my hit team. The other players, I think Sterling, Sane and Silva, probably KDP as well, That they're all at risk of rotation. And for them, I've got Sterling in my team. Silva, um, yeah, he... The thing that could have seen his favour, um, because of the time off that he's had due to personal reasons, he has more energy than the, the other players. So there's a good chance that he could play. Although then again, on the other hand, Peck has given him extra time off for the personal reasons, and uh, so he may not play this week. KDB, I wouldn't go near him actually, because he's a brilliant player, but he's too expensive. I've, I've had him in my team this season, but I, I've dropped him. And uh, So... There is a risk of rotation, but I think City, as well, although they have won the league, they could be uh, looking to put on a show for the fans because this will be the first home game since winning the league. There's a few th- factors uh, in play here, but at the moment, I've gone for two City players in Jesus and Sterling. Yeah, I do think that Guardiola is kind of expected to use the rest of his squad for like the remainder of the season because he does want to probably give them a medal as well and he did do the same thing in previous at Barcelona and Bayern Munich when they won the league when the title's been wrapped up he tended to use different members of the squad to give them games and a lot of people have been looking at Edison and I think that might be a little bit of a spanner there because Bravo needs the rest of these games to actually win a medal he's only made uh, one appearance so far this season and you need five to earn a medal and if he plays the rest of these four games, oh no, he's got um five games left, hasn't he? Uh, because they've got it's five game. games. Yeah, he's got five games. So maybe not necessarily for this particular game, but he does need uh, four games to get a medal. So people got to keep that in mind. You never know if Pep's going to just suddenly do that as well for uh, the keeping situation. Uh, Laporte, he'll get a medal because he's already played five. Uh, Mendy needs one appearance for a medal. Yaya's okay. He's already made more than five appearances. Uh, Diaz, uh, he needs two more appearances for a medal. Foden needs two more. Who else is there? I think that's about it, really. But it's whether or not Pep's going to do that or not, because it, as mentioned in previous history with uh, Barcelona and Bayern, he has done it. But I do think that this can be the home game, which you know they win the league, they celebrate in front of fans, and they go nuts. They put their best players in. Uh, David Silva is obviously instrumental as usual, and he's on top of the world at the moment. And he, I think, yeah, he will come back in, and he will be a great option to have because he'll be buzzing. They're obviously all going to be buzzing, and uh, I do think that Swan are going to be in for this game and the likes of Sane, Sterling, Jesus. It's a bit of a lottery really who to go for because any of them can score big points. Even KDB, I do think he can score big points as well. So it's just kind of take your pick and uh, hopefully they'll start. There's, uh, there is a concern of those uh, medals which, which I spoke of but I think that they will play their best team here and then just go for it and absolutely annihilate Swansea. So for me, I've got Sterling at the moment moment i'm even thinking about captaining him this game week because he gets attempts on goal all the time this game is going to be buzzing they're going to be confident silver also another option for me i've got mkhitaryan in my squad so i'm thinking about bringing in silver as well 
and Jesus, so I may go three attack on City. It's risky, but as a non-free hit player, I feel like I might go for that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I just want to say about the um, the medal situation. I looked into this because I I thought that as well that um, that players need to have um, five fixtures. I understand it. Um, they need to have five fixtures or played five games to be guaranteed um, a medal. But in the last two seasons, Leicester and Chelsea were both given 40 medals each for them to distribute how they saw fit. So I think there is a possibility that City could give 25 players a medal each and then they've still got 15 left over to distribute how they see fit. So they may give them to players who may not have played um, five games. So they do get 40 medals anyway. I I looked it up and it said that they needed five medals, uh, they needed five appearances to, to earn themselves a medal. That's it. I think it's five appearances uh, to guarantee themselves a medal. Uh, and then they, oh, I see. The club could give them. The club could give them a medal anyway. I think Mendy he could well get a game anyway, though, like you say, at some point between now and the end of the season, because he just needs one more game to get the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think Foden, Foden, he might get a couple of games as well before the end of the season. You know, to just to as well as guaranteeing the medal, but to develop him a bit more, you know, to give him a chance. Yeah. True. So, Iceman, have we got anything on, on Swansea? Well, if you kind of would be against bringing in any of uh, Swansea's players, maybe on uh, Jordan Ayew up front as like a placeholder just to keep on your bench if you're a free hitter. Um, maybe he'll score, but I don't think anyone are going to be looking at any Swansea players. I've got um, Fabianski in goal for me at the moment, so I, I really kind of don't want to play him because I feel like he might get minus points. So I'm not going to transfer him out because it doesn't mean as much to me. But yeah, no one really from Swansea. But we did have a few questions on this one as well, which we, hopefully we've kind of answered here. So we have one from Ricky Saunders just saying, what should we do with City players? A game in 35 and a great looking double two. Are they risky now though? So they they are going to be risky whoever you go for. I do think this next game they should play their best team. But I just think that at the moment with what, Pep's history is in the past with Barcelona and Bayern. Whoever you choose, there's going to be an element of risk to whether they're going to play every game. We also had another one from Eric Kunsen Garcia. He's, he's just said, uh, which Man City players to choose in game week 35 for a free hit? So let's, let's just go around, uh, each of you there. So, uh, Pete, who would you choose from Man City for this, for this free hit game week 35? Um, I, I would actually, um, go with company. Oh yeah, you, you feel like he's captain. He's not playing and lifting the trophy at the end of the game. Yeah, yes, fair, fair shout. Who else? What other two? Me as well. Uh, so the other two, I would go with the safe bets. I think Serling's a safe bet to play in Jesus. Yeah. And what about you, Richard? You've got your two. Yeah, which you've gone for. I would go Jesus, Sterling, and Silver. Yeah, the three. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I I would actually go uh, Silver, Sterling, and, and Jesus as well. I was tempted on on Sane though, Sane because I feel like there there could be a big haul in there for Sane. He hit the hit the post last week with a superb volley, and he's got a load of double digit figures this season. Maybe this game might be his game. So I'm quite tempted to bring him in, but I am tempted by Silver as well. Either, either one of them. And, uh, last one here from Hawks. So I was just say pick three nailed starters from City for, uh, Blank Game Week 35. Hopefully we just answered that one as well. Okay. Well, let's move on to our last fixture. We've got Everton versus Newcastle. 
Iceman, do you want to kick us off on this one? Who, who do you like, if any, from these two? Uh, yeah, so Everton, without Gay, they are awful. And uh, But he came back last game. And he should play this one with uh, Schneiderland at the base of Everton's midfield. So I think this allows the likes of Belassi and Wilcott to get forward. And Belassi seems to be kind of hitting a little bit of form. Rooney will be playing in that number 10. So he may be a punt option because he's probably on penalties. I do think he'll start. I mean, like Tosin, last blank game week did really well so he is renowned as a goal scorer but he hasn't been doing well recently he's not kind of in form might be a good punt I just think Everton they kept cleaning against Liverpool and they only conceded one in the last game week I can't see many being scored by Newcastle here if any so I, w- I would say that the likes of Baines and Coleman I've actually got Baines at the moment whether or not he is second to penalties or not or whether Rooney's on penalties it's not quite sure I th- could be Baines anyway so I, I'm hoping that Baines could get a penalty but if I was to choose I'd actually go Coleman because he hit the bar in the last game he seems to get forward at the most random times and we all know his history of how good he is at getting forward and I can see either a clean sheet here or a potential goal from one of those two yeah I certainly like the idea of the fullbacks in this one now they've uh, now they've returned yeah. what about you Richard? Both teams, I think, uh, could well be on the beach now because they've got the required 40 points. So uh, I think this could be a nil-nil. Because of that, I've got two Everton defenders in the team, Baines and Jackie Elke. I've not gone for Coleman because he's too expensive. But if you had, I suppose, if you had the budget, you'd probably made the one to go for. But into contradicting that about thinking it's going to be a nil-nil, as, uh, I've also got Tucson as well. Because in the last, uh, well, the four game weeks up to game week 33, he had six shots in the box and four shots on target. So he could do something. I suppose it's a bet against the nil-nil. So uh, he's in my team as well. Somebody from Newcastle that may be worth considering would be Perez. He seems yeah. to be in form. Last three game weeks, he's got 7, 12 and 12 points. So uh, a 5.3 million, he could be uh, worth a shout. I just think he's a little bit of a flash-in-the-pan type player. As in, I don't think he's going to be that consistent. Uh, I think that maybe Gale might be the one to go for here. I know that he's he scored 12, 12 and 7 in the last three. I just think, in a way, he got lucky with how, how the games have gone. Yeah. He doesn't receive many chances. and he's, he's been pretty prolific the last few games. I think that Gale might be one to go for. I think that a lot of people might be going for Perez here. But I think that Gale, if... Newcastle are going to score, it's going to come through him. But Slomani made an impact as he came on against Arsenal, so he may play as well. I just wouldn't go any of them, to be honest. I mean, I've got Dummett at the moment. Reluctant to start and may start Loftus-Cheek over him instead, but <clears throat> they seem to be doing okay in defence as well. But they haven't kept a clean sheet in the last two, but it's against Leicester and Arsenal. But before that, it, they kept a clean sheet against Huddersfield, Southampton. They, they've got the potential. It's just that they are away from home. So I'm going to side with the home team here. So if I was going in defenders, I would go Everton. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think uh, Perez is... He, he, I agree with that, that impression of him. He's kind of like, he'll score a few points and then that'll be it. And I suppose um, also in general with this with the free hit, I'm favouring teams who are playing at home with, uh, with the exception of Liverpool and um, and Altovich. But everybody else in the team has got got a home fixture. Mm. So again, that, that's why I'm favouring Baines and Jackie Elke ahead of the Newcastle defenders. Yeah, I think I think they're nice shouts. I do like the uh, Iosi Perez shout. I haven't got the, the numbers, but I think 
Newcastle score significantly more, get significantly more points when he's actually in the side this season, which is interesting. So, and I agree, as a one-week punt for you free hitters, why not take advantage of him? He's going to play, so I think it might be a good one to go for. Yeah, I, I think a Balassi or, or Wilcock could be a good punch out this week. I think if you go for either one of them, they've got potential points in them. Okay, so I think it's time that uh, you take a little break. Thank you very much. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back, Iceman. Let's sum up the game week ahead. So Liverpool versus West Brom. We talked about the, the usual big hitters for Liverpool with that Champions League game, and we think there may be some game time if you fancy a punt on Ings, Solanke and Clavin. For West Brom, some sign of typical improvement. Rondon, Phillips and Jones could be options there. Watford take on Palace. Zaha is the man at the moment for them, as well as, as, well as here we go, Milivojevic and Hennessy. In Watford's team, we're looking at Will Hughes, Perea and Marriott potentially as enablers for this game week. Arsenal take on West Ham, Aubameyang, Iwobi and Kolasinac are the ones that we call with the uh, Europa game coming up. And Arnautovic and Carroll could be good shouts for West Ham. Stoke versus Burnley, long, big point haul at the weekend. Looks like he's going to continue to play. Goodmanson, Woods and Barnes, Burnley, and then Shakiri and Crouch are the usuals for Stoke. Man City versus Swansea, Azus that we mentioned. Don't fancy Swansea's chances in this one. Everton versus Newcastle. Guy seems to be the one that's doing it for, for Everton at the moment, so we expect to see him playing pretty well. Rooney could be a punt as well as Coleman and Baines. And then Ayuzi Perez for Newcastle has been very impressive of late. Nice sum up, Paul. You did say that Woods played for Burnley. What? Chris Woods? Chris, Chris Wood. Woods. Chris Woods. You correct me on this. <laughs> Amazing. Just that we had Woodsy on last week. That's true. Well, Stuart Woods should play for Burnley, that's for sure. He may get confused. Shall we we talk about our captains and transfers? Um, Let's go to our guest first of all. Richard, who are you going to skipper for this one? Well, I'm going to go for the player of the season, um, Salah, assuming he starts. Failing that would be uh, Aubameyang, if he'd been my vice-captain. Not a bad shout, Salah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go for Aubameyang in this game week just because I can't trust Liverpool to get the game time for those players. Having said that, Salah only needs to be on the pitch for about 10 minutes and he's got as much chance as anybody else. Iceman? Well, I've still got my triple captain chip and I've got my bench boost as well. So I plan on doing bench boost in game week 37. So I'm thinking about using it this particular game week. And... I do think there are a few options, including City players. And I think that coming out of the press conferences that Pep's kind of nailed on to play his main team, I think that Sterling may be a good shout for a triple captain. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to do it, but I know that people that are thinking about it. Uh, obviously, if we find out that Salah's going to be playing against West Brom, I feel like he could also be another good triple captain option. Um, but yeah, saying I'm a bit torn at the moment. It, it all depends on uh, on what I do with my transfer as well because I may bring in the likes of Sane and uh, Jesus this particular game for Mkhitaryan and Wilson I've got the money to do it it's just it's depending on that uh, Liverpool line out though depending on where my captain goes okay and uh, transfers Iceman yeah so mine will be either Mkhitaryan or Wilson out 
Sane or Silva, potentially uh, Jesus in for Wilson for a minus four. Whether or not I'll do that or not, I may just do the one move because I've already got 11 players, which I've made sure I planned to have. Everything will depend on press conferences and what happens at the end of the week. More, more than likely just bringing in the likes of St- Sane or, Stirl- or Silva. Yeah, well, we've heard, uh, we've heard what Richard's main transfers are potentially going to be. And Richard, any other transfers that you want to you wanna add at this point? Uh, um, no, not really. I just that come out from the position of playing the free hit. So um, I think any of the players that I've mentioned, they'd be the ones that be look, if they weren't on the free hits, looking to bring in anyway. Fair enough. Okay. Well, um, in terms of my transfers for the week, it's I mean I'm playing the free hits as well, so it's going to be a complete overhaul. So we will see how that goes in the next game week. <laughs> I spent. Are there any uh, questions from Twitter? Yeah. So we've got a few questions from Twitter. So the, the first one here is from Alistair Thompson. He's just put, "What defender, goalkeeping choices, mid attack are more obvious in this free hit with City, Liverpool, Aubameyang, Zaha, Arnie being the most free." hit teams so can we just if we just go through the keeper who you would choose for this particular game week who would you go for which team would you think has the best potential for points from their keeper yeah i'm just looking at this because with the rotation side of things it's uh it's not making it easy i mean actually quite like pope for this one potentially yeah, I think You know, they've been great watertight at the back all season. Stoke just snatching the one the other day. I actually prefer him in terms of actually starting the game over the likes of Arsenal or Man City, just simply because I think, you know, they've performed very well defensively and he's cheap and, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, just I'll put mine forward first. So it's, uh, I, I would go for. Pickford here. They're playing at home, Newcastle. They don't score many goals. Obviously, they've been doing well of late, but now, as Richard has mentioned, they're beyond the 40 points mark, so they may be easing up a little bit to be, as we say, on the beach. So I reckon Pickford might be a good one to go for this week. What are your thoughts, Richard? Yeah, I think Pickford's probably the best keeper to go for. Um, I've not got him because I've got um, two um, Everton defenders and Tucson up front, so... um, my keepers, uh, again, a player who's at home at Stokes, um, Butland, is who I've gone for. But um, Pickford would be, a, I think, a better choice overall. But Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I think that Pickford is probably the one to have there. What about uh, defence? Yeah. If, we're, if we're going defenders, so if you could choose a Man City defender that you know is going to start for the likes of Walker, maybe, it's whether, mm. whether or not they're going to start. And you need to kind of know from these press conferences what's going to happen. Otherwise, we don't really know that much and any of their players could be subbed out. But like Bully has mentioned, company could be nailed on to start to make sure that he lifts the cup at the end of the game. But whether or not he's had too many pints in the pub that we saw him in, who, who knows? What, what are your thoughts on that, Richard? Um, I think uh, Walker and uh, company would be the uh, City defenders at goal football. Having said that, i choose the midfielders and the attackers first and look for defenders elsewhere. I've got Van Dijk. I think he's probably nailed on to play for Liverpool. And I say the, the, the other two um, Everton defenders because they're, um, I think them at Everton and Newcastle are on the beach and that could be well be nil-nil. Yeah, I think, like I said, my, my shout of company earlier is definitely one that I um, would stick by just from a I believe in the nostalgia. Burnley, I still think if you've got Tarkowski, he's worth keeping in. And Lowton as well for, for a really cheap option who's going to play for Burnley. 
Absolutely. Beyond that, it's, it's very difficult, like we say, with uh, with the rotation. So those are my two more nailed ones. Yeah. Okay, and let's just go for the essential midfielder for this particular game. I suppose it's got to be Salah, really. If he plays, it's whether or not that news comes out, and otherwise, it's it has to be him. No, I mean if he's if he's going to play, then then yeah, he's, he's the player of the season, isn't he? So of course he's uh, he's going to be the one. Yeah. And yeah, I for that. Yeah, and for attack, so who are we going for? Who would you be? I suppose it's going to be Aubameyang, isn't it? Because he's nailed on to plays, not playing in the Europa League. He's he's got to play, so. He's going to be the nailed on. Other than that, will be Jesus. They two kind of nailed on players, which are kind of might be essential this week. Yeah, I agree with that. I've got both of them in my free hit team. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, fair. yeah I agree. Cool. Okay, so moving on to the next question now. So we've got one here from Prajant Tawari. Is just put for non-free hitters. What do you think the essentials are? How many players would we go for safely in game week thirty-five? How many hits can one take? So I think we've kind of gone through the um, essentials uh, in the previous question, but how many hits do we think is warranted in this particular game? Richard, what, what are your thoughts on hits for this one? Well, in general, um, I'm against hits in principle. I try to avoid them at all this season. And then when I have to, I've taken three, and each time I've taken them, they've backfired. Mm. I've, been, I've been better off sticking with what I had. <laughs> but I suppose if, you, if you're struggling to field the team, I'd maybe two hits, so you take eight points. On top of the free transfer, that's probably the, as far as I'd go with this. Yeah, yeah. Bully, bully. Yeah, but I was thinking about this because obviously a lot of people are going to be playing the free hits. So actually, if you take too many, you're going to be massively disadvantaged. I think it comes down to how many players you've already got in your team, and if you have your free hit, yeah. I think two is probably the most I would I would go for here. No more than a minus eight for this one. Yeah. And that's if you've still got good players. And the other thing is I wouldn't ruin your prospects for 37 if you don't have a free hit or a wild card for this. So I'd say no more than two. Yeah, no, it does totally depend on your team. I mean, if you're looking at your team, if you've only got like seven players taking a non-playing player out to bring in a playing player, effectively we're looking at the that's a, just a two-point hit because if they play, technically they should get two points. So it does depend on if you've got your wild card left as well. But yeah, I suppose the more hits you take, the more risk that you're you're putting to it and whether or not they'll score or not is uh, is risky if it was me I'd say like you guys if you've only got like seven players I reckon two hits is probably just about the limit there okay so we've got one here from uh, Justin Dye who's in our Slack channel he's just put how long do you guys like to give players in your team a chance to return before shipping them out well, in terms of when I put the player in, I'm not just thinking, very rarely am I thinking just one game week. So I usually give, I tend to hold on to people, if anything, but it depends on the run of fixtures and the player's form, but most players stay within my team for three to four weeks. I guess that's dictated also if there's any injuries or anything like that. But on form alone, if, if they have one bad game week but they've been playing well, I will give them another chance, generally. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same as me. I, it depends if I've got other things to do in my team, but if all my team are fit and... I've got a player that's gone over three weeks with no, with not returning anything, then that's about the time which I think, right, I've got to look at removing him and looking at a player in form. And what are your thoughts, Richard? Yeah, I like to keep players in for um, like four to six weeks. I don't like to bring in players for one week punt, that kind of thing. I find that they, <laughs> they don't work out because uh, in the game that, Transfers are so uh, limited. I like to like bring players in and give them a chance 
I think well, sometimes that this can backfire, and if you have a quality player or supposedly quality player like Alonso, I've kept him far too long, and it looks like he's, he'll be uh, could be banned for the next few anyway. So good reason to get rid of him. But in general, four to six weeks, give players a chance, and uh, try to avoid uh, one week punts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got kind of lead us on to the, the next question here from Captain Kingpin. It's just put left field punt for one week for this particular week. What do you say is a, one of the uh, left field punts for this week then? I, mean, I mentioned the likes of Balassi. I think I'm going to go with Balassi for this game week actually. That'll be my left field punt. What about you, Richard? Oh, that man would be too same. Same fixture. team. Yeah, same yeah, team. Yeah. Um, Bully? Um, someone that's completely out there. Completely out there. Completely out there. I think possibly Bernardo Silva. Yeah, if he starts, Pacific. could be a good one, yeah. Always impresses me whenever he plays. Tends to get on the score sheet or assists. Potentially a world-class player if he gets enough game time for City. So I really fancy look at him. Yeah, okay. So last one here, again from Captain Kingpin. Is just put, what team do you think is most likely to keep a clean sheet? I'm going to come straight in here and think and say Man City uh, the most likely to keep a clean sheet this week. Anyways? Yeah, I'm going to say Burnley. Burnley, okay. And uh, I'm going to say Everton team of backs with two defenders. Yeah. <laughs> All good chance there. Yeah, cool. So thanks for your questions this week, guys. Um, really appreciate them coming in. Thanks very much. Okay, so Iceman, that uh, takes us to the end of the Twitter section. Thanks for going through those. Thanks for all your questions again, everybody. Really, really adds to the pod. So Iceman, is there anything in the feedback box this week? Yeah, we got uh, a load from the feedback box this week. So thank you again for all your feedback. We really do appreciate it and it adds for a good read at the end of the pod. So we always get one here from FPL underscore sexy who is brilliant on twitter you should really follow him he says i'm nervous for this double game week i almost feel like it's a first date i remember i used to shave my pubic hairs to make my johnson look bigger in case i got lucky lol well this podcast it's my razor and it makes me feel bigger and better for this double game week you should too listen so <laughs> thanks very much, FBL Sexy. That, that's quite a re- review there. That, really appreciating that one. I, I am less willing to shave pubic hair. I think the Iceman, though, would be good at that, <laughs> given his attention to detail. Yeah, okay, fine. So are you saying that I should shave FPL Sexy's pubic hair? No, I think that's an awful idea. But if, if one of us was going to do it, I think you would be the strongest candidate from the pod team to... To do a good job of that. That seems, yeah, you seem to be... Pressured. I think I would offer a tardy and unsatisfactory finish. <laughs> I, I fully agree. Yeah, I fully agree. Okay, I'm glad, glad we've agreed on that. Thank you, Brett. Okay, so that wraps up another episode of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Thank you, chaps. Richard, thank you for joining us. No, it was great to be on. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming on, Richard. Um, we'll uh, we'll post up how you can get in contact with Richard um, at the end of the podcast. And again, we mentioned some of the links back at the start. Iceman, any final words of wisdom taking people into this single and double game week? Just for everyone to vote for us at the FBAs if they could. It doesn't take long, just uh, a few clicks. We'll leave the link in the description. That will be great and we'll really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Where, where, is the, where are they being held this year? I have no idea, but... I'm going to be away, so you'll have to go on your own if we win. 
Right, okay, so if you want to see me humiliated on stage speaking on behalf of the podcast, I suggest you vote for us. <laughs> and if you want to get in contact with the Fancy Football Surgery, you can go to our website, www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. You can find us on Facebook by typing in Fancy Football Surgery. Subscribe to us and follow us on iTunes. Give us a rating on there. Tell us what you think. All good and bad feedback is helpful. Also, listen to us on SoundCloud. You can up the pod on Reddit. Please do that. And send us your questions at FF underscore surgery on Twitter, where you'll also find Brett, FPL Sexy, who's always got the best feedback. You can email us for complaints, ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com. Also, nice feedback and uh, pictures of... What are your pictures of this week, Iceman? Um, houses, new houses. And pictures of new, new houses and uh, investment properties. And um, you can also join our mini league for the chance to win a prize, 1173-455. And if you'd like to support us and join the growing Slack channel an opportunity to win a host of FPL Fancy Football Surgery prizes. Go to patreon.com forward slash fancy football surgery and join the loyal following. Okay, Uh, and from me, Bully, thanks very much for listening again, everybody. We look forward to speaking to you in the next podcast.